Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Fence with Leland Conway on 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. Let the fuse and run now, brother, because you ain't got a lot of time. Don't you act surprised. Six thirty K How Denver Stock Station. I am Leland Conway. Another hour that you have to put up with. Here's a text from fifty nine oh three. Says Leland, I ride a bike without using electricity. Where is my rebate? We were talking last hour about the electric right bike rebate that people can apply for between now and August twenty first. They'll give you a thousand dollars apparently if you're selected. And you have to qualify income wise. So if you're eighty percent below, or if you're at eighty percent of the median income. Then you qualify for $1,000. If you are between 80 and 100% of the median income, then you qualify for, um, what was it, 500 And so we looked up the prices, and we found that the price of an electric bike is somewhere between 1000 and $2,500. So you can, get a, uh, you can get an electric bike essentially for free. Now, the story from Denver 7 didn't detail who is paying for this, but it goes to a state website. So we're going to assume that you and I, the taxpayers, are paying for this. And I think this texter makes a good point. Like, without using electricity, if you ride a normal bike, where's your rebate? Because the e-bikes have to plug into the coal-fired grid and suck electricity out of the coal-fired grid. So that's a problem. Anywho... We, we sort of dovetailed that conversation into talking about when we were young and poor and somehow layaway came up. How did layaway come up? It was a texter. Anyway, the texter brought up layaway. Oh, eBay, e-bikes. Like, why not just, if you're poor and you're too poor to go buy an e-bike and you really, really want an e-bike, then put it on layaway. And then CalCal didn't know what layaway was. And so that started a whole other side conversation. Uh, 9621 says, Leland, I grew up in Boulder in the 60s and 70s. We had a Kmart north of 28th Street, and I totally remember that cafeteria in the back with a Kmart. Thank you for the reminder. Uh, Leland, ask Kel-Kel if she knows what a blue light special is. Ooh. Do you know what a blue light special is, Kel-Kel? Let's just see if she, B-Large, you know what a blue light special is, right? You know what a, a blue light, light special is. Um. Let's see if Kel-Kel knows. I'm going to say it. Something that has to do with a special at a store. <laughs> <laughs> just, you don't know what a blue light special is, do you? No, I, it will. It, am I right? Possibly. It's something that they put on sale and they want to clear it out of. Inventory. Could also be. It could also be something done on stage. It could also. <laughs> Well, I, like when you say blue light special to me, listen, I used to produce live shows. So okay. blue light special to me means I mean, up lights that are blue that light on a drape. I'm just just curious. We just wanted to know if you knew what a blue light special was. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to go. Have you with ever my been involved in a blue light special? Re- my first gut reaction <laughs> was that it's inventory that wants to be cleared out of the store and they put it on a really big sale or something. <sighs> 
<clears throat> okay, forget it. Um, Leland, don't forget Kmart Deli submarines. A bag of three was cheap. Holy cow, these are memories. Wow. And, uh, okay, quick question. Speaking of Kmart, slushy or icy? Which one? Kmart had the slushy. Walmart had the icy, if I remember correctly. Which one? Icy or slushy? Come on, B-Large. B Which one? Icy or slushy? I'd probably say the slushy no! because it would stay colder longer no! because it was more ice. Like, it was not like the icies are like more fluff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I love that. And that's why I love too. But then you run out of it so fast because <laughs> they, you take a you, few pulls off of it and then you've got holes okay. all in it and you can't do anything. You have to keep stamping it down. So you make an interesting point. The icy was brilliant because there was like an ounce of Coke, a whole Coca-Cola, not Hunter Biden Coke, Coca-Cola, a whole lot of air. And then the whatever flavoring they had, but it tasted way better. The slushy was basically just really sweet Kool-Aid with a lot of freaking ice. That's all that was. So indeed, yeah. So this the, the icy was definitely better. Um, the blueberry icy that was my thing, man. So I say the slushy was like a snow cone, but <laughs> slush form snow if we, cone. If we went to Kmart or Wally World, like that was like I knew if I was a good boy. That I might get a small icy when I left the store. Like I get, I might get a small one, not a large one, but a small one. And you're I know, right, I man. Have that to was tell gone. my mom. Be like, listen, <laughs> if I'm gonna go to the store with you for like the next two hours, because I know that's how long you're gonna take up in here. You know what's funny? Like I need an icy and a bag of popcorn. Yeah, right. And, and you know what's funny is Kel Kel sitting over there looking at us like I have no idea what they're talking about. Like you know, she's. I'm wondering <laughs> what was the one with the dog. That's the I. Well, both had a dog. But the ice, the, the slushy had slush, slush puppy. puppy. And okay, then, slush puppy. Yeah. All and right, then um, the icy okay. had like See, some I other. know things. W was it a bear or was it a dog? Yeah, the, it was a bear. It was a bear. bear. The icy okay. had the bear in this. Something had a dog. <clears throat> I just remember for for whatever reason going to the movies and there would be a dog. On yeah, the... that's the, that's icy's. Okay. Uh, or no, that's slushy's. Slush, slushy had the dog. Well, and then what does 7-Eleven have? Slurpee. The oh, Slurpee. Slurpees. Yeah, yes. Slurpees. Yeah, that's it. Icy collecting points off cups to buy submarines, says 5420. <laughs> that's awesome. How do we get into nostalgia? All right, let me let me go back. So we, we, we have another text from the person that brought up the oil company subsidies, and they say, touche, I'm not an idiot, and yes, oil companies are heavily subsidized, contrary to just tax breaks. I agree with you, no subsidies for anyone. Okay, so this is the starting point in the conversation. When we talk about the e-bike subsidies. This this actually this texture coming back to this point brings us all the way back to the original context of the point that I was making about the e-bikes, even though they were making a broader point about how the right sometimes like subsidies for thee, but not for thee, or for me, but not for thee. And this texture is correct that there are a lot of right-leaning hypocrites who believe in subsidies for some things and not for others. There's two. Let me go. Let me let's go broad here. There's two economic theories inside of sort of right of centerism, right? There is there is the economic theory that you want less taxation and less government overall, but that you still believe in the controlling efforts of government in terms of incentivizing activities that you want and disincentivizing activities that you don't want. I fundamentally disagree with this. This is one of my biggest issues with Republicans. So years ago, when I, I was a rock-ribbed Republican, I was active in the Republican Party, I ran for office as a Republican until 
um, I began to see some things happening in the Republican Party, namely the Patriot Act, that made me start to question where they were going, and then it kind of went downhill from there. Um, the, then I started to question other philosophies that they had, and I started to read more about economics, and I started to sort of really start to analyze, wait a minute, there is some intellectual dishonesty here. When I say I don't believe in the socialism that the left is proposing, and I don't believe in big government telling me how to live my life. But on the other hand, it seems like the party I'm aligned with at the time is all about telling people how to live their lives in ways that maybe are just different from the other party. Like, for instance, let me give you an example. My wife and I don't have kids. We have dogs. And Republicans have long believed in tax credits for kids. Not only tax credits, but tax breaks and tax credits and all this kind of stuff for kids. Because it incentivizes that which we want, which is the creation of families. Now, from a perspective of my personal belief system, I agree with this. The nuclear family unit is being destroyed by leftism. But it is also not the government's job to create, uphold, or define the nuclear family unit. Nuclear family unit is something that developed naturally over thousands and thousands and thousands of years and millennia of human beings sort of evolving into this 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 sort of societal uh, species that then found out the best and easiest ways to survive. And the best and easiest ways to survive is a somewhat or close to monogamous relationship in which a family is developed, in which there are different roles for each of the different members of the family and so on and so forth. We are currently trying to destroy that in American education system right now. It's a good thing to have a nuclear family, a mother, a father, and kids. Life doesn't always work out that way. And I don't believe it's the government's job to favor one over the other. So in my case, my wife and I didn't, it wasn't that we couldn't have kids. We chose not to. And that was our choice. And if you don't like our choice, screw you, right? Those of you who chose to have kids, I say, I applaud you. That's awesome. But I don't believe that you deserve better tax conditions than me and my wife. I don't believe you get to keep more of your money simply because you had kids. And you say, well, Leland, but kids, it's so expensive to raise them. Well, think about that before you have one. Just like you're going to think about buying a Porsche, and when you see what the monthly payment is and you realize it's bigger than your mortgage, you go, maybe that's not the best decision for me because I can't afford it. Why would you think anything different about any other financial decision that you make? So what we're really drilling down to is the free market, right? And this is why I asked the original question, how much do we have to subsidize for people who make bad financial decisions? And believe me, I've been there. That's the whole point of the conversation about Kmart. Now, apparently, Kel-Kel has never made a bad financial decision in her life because she doesn't even know what layaway is. She was a mall rat. She was hanging out at the Gucci store. We don't know. She doesn't understand this concept. But me, I grew up on the poor side of town. I grew up on the other side of the tracks. I grew up not always knowing where the next bag of groceries was going to come from. And I appreciate that fact. And today I make financial decisions based on the experiences that I had from that period in my life. I did not stay poor. I did not stay unable to afford things because of decisions that I made in my life that changed the course economically of my life. Now you can do that and I can do that and anybody can do that. And it's up to you to do that. It is not up to me or Governor McFeemy it's, it's not up to Governor, McPhee, Governor McPhee to decide, you know what, I think people should be riding electric bikes. So I'm going to take some money over here from B-Large, who's been working his ass off doing four jobs at one time, and I'm going to give it to this other dude over here who's just lounging around drinking $9 lattes, taking subsidies from the government. That's not fair. 
Leland, the bike rebate reminds me of when I was a teacher. There was a $50 check for those smokers who entered a smoking cessation clinic. People would say they were smokers to get 50 bucks. Then they quit the program. <laughs> right? So this goes back to the fundamental different points of view on the right. The right, you have one section of republicanism or, or, or the right that believes that the government still gets to control things. It's just different things that they control. So we're going to incentivize creating families. We're going to incentivize oil production. We're going to incentivize these different things. And granted, they all may be great things. But why does the government need to subsidize it? So I don't care whether it's coming from the right or the left. Nothing should be subsidized by the taxpayers other than those things that we all as taxpayers agree upon that we need. For instance, we all choose to subsidize a fire department. Why do we do that? Because if our house starts burning down, we need somebody who's trained and capable and equipped to respond to it as quickly as possible to save our stuff. So we all agree to pay taxes to pay for that. Also, if somebody breaks into our house or somebody tries to steal our car or there's people committing rampant crime, we all agree to pay taxes to pay for police officers and to train those police officers and to equip those police officers so they can respond to crime and thus be somewhat of a deterrent. And then we pay taxes to create a justice system so that we can actually deter crime through punishment and so on and so forth. And then we've decided as a society that I guess it's everybody's responsibility to educate kids. So we're going to pay a little bit of taxes on our property into this and then and, and into the school system. So we have the schools and all of that. So we've made these decisions as a society. But guess what? We all benefit from those things. We all benefit from a fire department. We all benefit from a police department. Even my wife and I, who don't have kids, benefit from a really good school system, which most of America doesn't have right now. But if we did, we would benefit from it. These things we benefit from, but we don't all benefit from an electric bike. What about the rancher in Alamosa that doesn't need an electric bike, doesn't want an electric bike, and has nothing to do with an electric bike, but we're going to take taxes from him so we can pay for the kid down here on the street corner that, again, is sipping a $9 latte courtesy of mom and dad but has a low income on the paper, and so they get a free electric bike, and the, the, the rancher and the farmer in Alamosa was supposed to have paid for that? Does that make any freaking sense to anybody on any level? Of course not. So I come from the other camp of economic thinking, and that is that I don't want the government to make decisions about marriage. I don't want the government to make decisions about kids. I don't want the government to make decisions about the kinds of economic decisions that I make. Those are for me to make. Whether I choose to buy a television or food with my money, that is for me to decide. And whether I starve because I chose to buy a television instead of, of, of food, that's on me. And I got to deal with that. Now, we can have a conversation about a social safety net and how that somehow provides some benefit for everybody by not having people sleeping in the streets. But despite our social safety net, we still have people sleeping in the streets and we're paying them to do so. So at that point, we can say, well, did that even work? Did that subsidy even work? So you see where I'm coming from? I mean, this is what I'm getting at. And I don't really, it, from my standpoint, this is why I believe in a fair tax and not an not a income tax system. I don't believe you should be taxed on your property. I think that's stealing. I live in a house, and I pay the government every year for the right to live in my own property? Does that make any sense? No. And yet an enormous amount of the money that is collected by the government comes from me paying to, pay, to, paying to stay in my own property. I'm not making money off of it. I'm not renting it out to somebody. It's not an investment. It's my home. It's where I live. It's where I sleep. It's where I eat. It's where I play with my dogs. It's where I watch TV and play video games once a month. It's where I clean my guns. It's where I do all of those things. Why do I have to pay taxes on it? Why do I have to pay taxes on my income? I do, but why do I have to? It's my money. I earned it. It's mine. You should pay taxes on the consumption that you choose to participate in in the economy. 
That's what you should pay taxes on. And those might be a little high, right? People freak out over the fat, the fair tax idea. They're like, oh my God, 17.5% sales tax on everything but food and medicine. Yeah, because all that's already built into the income taxes that the company pays and the income taxes that the workers pay and all of the regulatory taxes that are slapped on top of it. All of that is built into the price. You remove that and you just pay taxes on the consumption. You're going to save 20 to 30 percent and then you'll pay a 17 percent tax. So ultimately, you're going to save money if we did it that way. That's the economic field that I'm in the, the, or the economic ideology that I am in, which brings me back to the electric bikes and all of that. If you subs, it's once you do, once you go down this road, and we're very good at subsidizing here in the state of Colorado. We subsidize people, and we subsidize projects. For instance, let's talk about the the uh, the um, plastic bag tax for a second. I love this topic. I love it. So frustrated to this day. You know, Kel Kel Large, To this day, I don't believe I've paid a single dime for a plastic bag. I don't think I have. And don't tell me I'm stealing because I'm simply answering the question at King Supers properly. King Super says, how many bags do you wish to purchase? I wish to purchase none. I am not a liar. I refuse to answer falsely. If I chose, if I did wish to purchase them, I would tell them how many. What? This, I, uh, Kelly, I'm being honest. The, it's the brilliant. Qu- the question I you, is. I, I passed your, your idea on to my neighbors good. and now they don't do good. it good so i it's also, about honesty yes it's about be look at as a as a, as a christian person i have an obligation to answer questions in an honest way and if king supers asks me how many bags i wish to purchase i cannot lie and say four because i do not wish to purchase four i wish to purchase zero just like it was before you passed that stupid ass tax Therefore, I answer honestly, and you know what? Wonder of wonders, they don't charge me because I answered honestly. It's like honesty always pays. Telling the truth always pays. You tell the truth on the answer to that question, and you don't have to pay for bags. It's not my fault King Super set it up that way. It's not my fault. That's how they answer the qu- ask the question. I have to answer the question correctly. So you know what's really interesting about that? You, you've heard about all these stories about how many germs collect oh my god yeah in the usable bags Mm -hmm. whereas you know normally you could recycle the other ones but what are they normally used for picking up dog poop that's true so you know you're kind of uh, listen i'm not saying that you know things can't get damaged or anything with plastic but it may be considering we reuse that yeah yeah, well, that's interesting. It's kind of stupid. Well, here's the thing. To make me pie a bag. I actually, we had a, a grocery store that we frequent sometimes that changed out their plastic bags to these, um, they're like recycled. It's a different material and they're supposed to be reusable. And they had this big thing written on it and it was like, this is how many, you can reuse this bag a hundred times. And I guess I was supposed to be like, oh, cool. I got these plastic bags and now I get to reuse them. So it was basically you got to you, you got reusable bags on the first purchase, basically. Um, and then on the back side of the bag, after all the bragging and virtue signaling about this, on the back side of the bag, it had all these instructions about how you had to watch. It was still a plastic bag. It was just a different type of plastic that had been recycled. So it was all these instructions on how you were supposed to uh, wash this bag between each use. 
So I'm going to bring home a plastic bag from the grocery store. I'm going to wash it. Where? In the dishwasher? In my washing machine? Or in the sink? I mean, how much trouble am I willing to go through to reuse a bag so that it doesn't kill me from all the bacteria in it? Leland, on the fair tax, I hear you. I'm with you mathematically, and it makes sense. But no government will ever get rid of all those other taxes. Making the fair tax is yet another adder. Explain how I'm wrong. Oof. That's a good jumping off point for the conversation. I will do that. I will do that when we continue. I am Leland Conway, 630 KHOW, Denver's Talk Station. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, back to more Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. Yeah, uh, just a side note, and then we'll get back to the taxes and subsidies topic. Um, but this, this broke yesterday, the hill.com announcing YouTube has announced that it is creating a new framework to crack down on medical misinformation on the platform after facing controversy in recent years for its algorithm, which can direct viewers to misleading and extremist content. Um, it's actually the opposite. So they're doubling down on censorship is what they're doing. So I tweeted this yesterday and I, I wrote this. I said, we now live in a world where big tech gets busted helping the government censor speech and debate, and instead of hanging their heads in shame and correcting the issue, they double down. And you have to understand what this means. With the nexus between big tech, government, big media, the republic is basically dead, right? So we have, we have the deep state, we have the big media, we have big tech, and they're all doubling down on the same agenda, and that is to silence anyone who disagrees with them. It's pretty scary. It's a crazy place to be. I've been, <clears throat> I had a whole bunch of audio to play today. Some of it actually lines up with the conversations that we've been having. Um, and unfortunately, we're having a little technical issue, so I can't play it because we live in the double wide. The, the toilet's stuffed up too, by the way. It, I don't know. I think Super Shoe went in there and I don't want to go in there after that one. I, all I know is he came running out and he was screaming something about, where's the plunger? And he ran down the hall and he came back with like the biggest damn plunger I have ever seen in my life. So, I, have you seen, Kelko, have you seen Super Shoe since he went back in the bathroom with the big plunger? I don't... Look, no. I mean, this is life in a double wide. It is what it is, right? <laughs> I mean, our our window fans aren't working today. It's it's bad. It's bad. We all stink. Our life is different <laughs> over here than, than five feet away. It is. If we were Ross Kaminsky or Mandy Connell, you know, things would be good. But uh, we got microphones breaking, we got audio breaking, and we got... Super shoe running down the hallway at the world's biggest plunger trying to fix the toilet. I don't know what happened in there, but he was eating burritos for lunch. So I'm just saying, I don't know. Anyway, where was I? How did I get started on that? So, no, no, real quick before we get back to the taxes thing on the censorship thing, this sort of dovetails into that. I had all of this audio that I was going to play, and a lot of it had to do with like Kamala Harris and, and Joe Biden talking about all the great things. Kamala Harris actually said yesterday, that they have spent their entire administration trying to lower energy prices. And the reality is yesterday, the gas station about two blocks from my house, gas went up literally 35 cents in two hours. 
It went from 385 to 420 in two hours. Um, I thought I was high. 420. I thought I was high, but no, it was actually, I'm sorry, it was 415. Sorry, 30 cents, not 35 cents. 30 cents. So there, there's, there's no way you can argue that energy is cheaper under this administration. They lie. And they lie because what they're trying to do is make you feel something that you don't actually feel because you feel what's happening in the grocery stores. You feel what's happening with your electric bill. You feel what's happening when your dishwasher doesn't work because of green standards. You feel when your appliances don't last as long because of green standards. You feel when you can't afford to replace your air conditioner because of green standards. You feel this stuff. Now now we're being told that we need to pay for somebody else's electric bike? The hell? It doesn't make any sense. So anyway, I just thought I would uh, go into that. All right, I have some texts here. Um, this is a great question. Uh, 4882 asks this. Leland, why is it that when you buy a car, you pay taxes on it? Then a few years later, you turn around and sell the car, and that person you sold it to has to pay taxes on the car. Uh, also, if you make a profit on it, <laughs> um, you may have to pay taxes on it. You know, that's a good question. Why does it keep getting taxed? Why does this, well, this see this lines up though with my, my point about property tax, unless you're making your income exclusively from your property somehow, even then I go, I don't believe in income tax. So, but I mean, if we were like, there should be one way taxes, like the government shouldn't be able to tax something, go both going and coming. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it makes all the sense in the world if you're government and you're thieving people's money, which is exactly what they're doing. Leland, they can give free bags at the grocery store as long as you don't take them when you check out. So after checking out, grab some from one of the other lanes as you exit and you're within the law. Actually, my understanding is, isn't this true, B-Large? Uh, I think they, they don't have to charge the 10 cents if they set, if they hand the, the bags out at a different location than the checkout. Isn't that, isn't that true? I think that's true. If I remember correctly... They don't have to charge the 10 cents for the bags if they hand the bags out at a separate location. So what does that tell you about that stupid law? That stupid law is designed to make it difficult for you to shop. That's what it's done. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, you don't have to charge for them if you put the bag somewhere where it's difficult to get to. <laughs> this is the kind of nanny statism that drives me nuts. And I don't, you know, let me go back. Yesterday we played, and I don't have it, obviously, because the audio isn't working, but I, yesterday we played that song from, is it Oliver Anthony or Anthony Oliver, that country singer? I think Dan's going to talk about it today. We played the song yesterday. It was awesome. I freaking love it. And I, and I told you this, one of the things I love about this this song is that it's, it's non-political. It doesn't have a political party associated with it. He's talking about Richmond, north of Richmond. That means all of them. But he actually, there's a whole line in the song about how the, the obese milking welfare, you weigh 300 pounds and you're five foot three and you expect my taxes to pay for your bag of fudge rounds. Like that, that line right there captures it. So on one hand, the government can tell us what temperature to set our air conditioning at. It can tell us what type of vehicle to buy. It can tell us all of these things that we must do. It can tell us whether or not we have to pay 10 cents for a bag at the grocery store, but it can't tell fat people that they can't buy fudge rounds on freaking tax dollars. Like what? That doesn't make any sense. And I think a lot of people look at that and they go, what the hell are you talking about? All right, let me go back because I promised I was going to answer this question. 
Um, what is the 80, 60, 80, 65? Leland, on the fair tax, I hear you. And I'm with you mathematically. And it makes sense. But no government will ever get rid of all those other taxes, making the fair tax yet another add-on. Explain how I'm wrong. <sighs> this will be fun. Um, it's kind of one of those problems like term limits. Um, people in power will never limit their power on their own. We have to limit it for them. So, and, and our founding fathers understood that very, very, very well. So to that extent, the texture is correct and not wrong. Um, I'm trying to think of which analogy I want to use here. Let me give you an example. For I did a radio show in the state of Kentucky for I mean, it was almost 15 years combined. And uh, I met with two different governors and multiple different legislators because I was trying to use my platform to push for eliminating the income tax in the state. And it was interesting to me how much, how much headwinds I got from the Republican Party most of that period of time. But a Republican governor would tell me, oh yeah, I'm for eliminating the income tax, but we just have to do it incrementally. Well, in the last couple of years that I was there, they began to start this process that they claimed was incrementally eliminating the income tax. But if you ask me whether I think they will ever achieve that goal, the answer is no. And I'm pro rip the Band-Aid off and let the economy sort itself out, right? There's going to be tumultuous. This is, boy, we're getting into some deep waters here. This is one of the problems with the current economic situation in America anyway. We're in such a bad spot that the amount of pain that is necessary to fix the issues is so bad. It's so, I mean, people will die. Like if we were to actually fix the problems that we have in America, like the economic problems, if we were to actually do it right so that down the road, more people were more prosperous and more people were more free, like if that was our aim, people would die in the short term. That's how bad the situation is and how much economic pain we'd have to go through if we just ripped the Band-Aid off and fixed this right now. So that's one, I guess my point is, I'm, I'm kind of making the texter's point that they're correct in that no politician is ever going to do this because it's going to take several years. There's not a politician in the world that's going to vote to do something that is going to be massively painful and they're not going to get anything out of it. Because by the time we fix the problem after ripping the Band-Aid off, by the time the bleeding stops, by the time the stitches heal, by the time the surgery is taken care of, those politicians will be long gone. So there's, there's really, that's, that's the problem that we face unless, and here's how you enact massive political change on that scale. It has to be the people waking up economically. It has to be people getting educated economically. It has to be people realizing that everything that this texture said, that what I said made sense and demanding it. That's what it is. And it, it's going to be painful. I mean, at the beginning, you, you're, you have to rip the Band-Aid off. You have to literally kill all the existing taxes and fees and immediately institute a 17% sales tax. 
People freak out when you start. There's another example. There's an article today that Social Security is almost out of money, like almost out of money, ahead of, ahead of schedule, by the way. They're almost out. So we're faced with a choice. Now, I've said the words Social Security on this radio show, which means, Kel-Kel, prepare for more anonymous, personal, and confidential letters from the elderly saying that I was trying to cut their Social Security or that I was advocating for cutting for their Social Security. I'm not. But we're now in a situation where we have a choice, a completely empty bank account where no one gets anything, right? Or we print more money and give people fake money and everybody suffers, right? Because we devalue money. Or we phase out the program. That's where we're at. Those are the choices that we have. Either way, it's going to suck. But which of those three choices is the worst? The worst of those three choices is probably pretty close to a tie between let's print money that's fake and give it to the, to the, to the old people and they'll think they have their social security check, but we've devalued everybody's money and we've made everybody poorer. That's the slower death, but it's still a painful death. The second is probably the empty bank account and nobody gets squat. And then we got a bunch of old people dying because they can't afford food. The best solution is still painful. And that is we say we're going to keep the promises to everybody over the age of 50. Everyone between the age of 35 and 50, you can get a tax credit over the next five years until you've given yourself back everything you've paid into the system. And then everybody under 35, you're out of luck, but you're young enough to build your own retirement. That sucks. Does that sound like fun? That sucks. But it's the best of the three options because it phases out a program that was never going to work in the first place because they never counted on people living past the age of 65. When they instituted Social Security, you were supposed to get it at like 62 and be dead by 65. So it wasn't that big a deal. You pay $30,000 into it over the course of your life. You pull out 10 or 12, and then there's more money left inside. They didn't count on the fact that advancements would lead us to living to 80 and 85 and 90 years old. And we got all these health costs associated with that. And we're sucking on the system all the way until 30 or 40 years after we retired. They didn't count on that. It's not feasible. This is the problem with government programs. Okay, I'm going on. Boy, we could get, geez, man, I need another hour. We could get into a deep conversation. Anyways, coming up here, uh, down in um, Peru, I think it was, the farmers were complaining about space aliens. The police now know what those space aliens actually were. This might be more surprising than space aliens. I'll give you the details next. 630K, how Denver Stock Station. All right, 630K, Hal Denver Stock Station. Leland, regarding the bags, writes one texter, 57739. Text Leland to 57739. I heard someone who visited Denver talk about the bags. Uh, he was wondering how much theft has gone up since more folks are bringing their own bags in to get around the 10 cents. Susan T. I bet, I bet that's, well, if you got one of those cloth bags and nobody can see what you have in there, I mean, you throw a couple, a couple dozen bananas in there and you just don't take those out and scan them. I wonder. That's a really good question. Leland, I heard Colorado government still doesn't have a mechanism for stores to get the bag money to the government. Ready, fire, aim. (laughs) This is true. I like that you called it bag money because the government's like a mafia bag man collecting this stuff. And not only that, not only do they not have a mechanism to collect the money from the businesses, the businesses are collecting the money and the state is treating it as revenue, thus taxing them on the tax. I kid you not. It's the biggest bunch of dumbassery I've ever seen in my life. All right. 
Peru. I don't know if you heard about this. Is that how you say it? Peru or Peru or Peru? I think it's Peru. I don't know. I don't want any grammar Nazis sending me like letters and being like, that's not how you pronounce Peru. In Peru, a village is saying that has been telling the police that they are being harassed by nine foot flying aliens. And they've been calling the police about this, this village. And remember, we've had the revelation that the aliens are real. Since mid-July, the indigenous community in Peru says the visits have been happening at night, and at one point, they even tried to kidnap a 15-year-old girl. Jairo Rutugi Avila says that he shot one of them twice to no avail, and they look like the Green Goblin from the Spider-Man movies. After investigating the incidents, authorities have a different explanation. They say that these strange visitors are really illegal gold mining gangs from Colombia and Brazil using advanced flying technology, a.k.a. jetpacks, to terrorize the community. What? What? What did I tell you, B-Large? That to me sounds like a more wild explanation. There's marauding gold mining gangs from Colombia in jetpacks. The guy who was saying all this stuff kind of had a last name like mine. I am no relation to <laughs> no this relation, person. So. No relation to B-Large. <laughs> You're not a flying gold miner gang member that's going around terrorizing take villages. take a long time to get there from Aurora, Colorado. <laughs> that's true. But I want your jetpack if you've got one. I want to try it out. Dan Kaplis is next. 630K out. Denver's talk station. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.